that's part of the skill. The skill that we're building. What do you think? What is this? What do you think the skill of podcasting is? Skill of podcasting? Yeah. Like someone that's really skilled at podcasting. What are they good at doing? Like um, what makes them what makes them skilled? What makes it like I don't know, but I almost think that it's stuff it's stuff that you can't notice. Like if someone's so good, they make it look easier, they make things seem natural. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Um knowing when knowing when to listen and knowing when to talk i guess yeah or interject yeah or yeah interject or like not overlapping sentences with someone you know like and all those things though are really hard to keep track of in the moment yeah so i guess yeah that's why there's skills that can only be developed while you're doing a podcast well, I, I would also too. say in a similar vein that knowing when to stay on a topic mm. or I don't know something if it's like interesting if you feel like it's juicy mm. and knowing when to jump to something else even if like maybe you were only talking about that something for a second yeah and that that's something I, I, I think about like when I listen to podcasts or when I like the few times I've re-listened to the, these episodes yeah I think that depends on what you want your podcast to be about too yeah. though because like I've heard some that are very sporadic with what they're talking about. Yeah. And then I've heard some that are very like um gold driven, not gold driven, but like what's the word I'm looking for? They have a purpose, they're there for a reason, so they stick with it the whole episode. Yeah. You know? There's a like a really sp- a specific yeah. and defined genre. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Which Man, genres are interesting. Yeah, and, for and podcasts. those podcasts do well. Like it's mm. good. It's a good strategy to find like the most specific niche and to be um to really drill down on that niche and to be the best or to be the only or to be the biggest mm. for that type of thing. And like the the marketing people and like I don't know, people on Twitter They'll call it like personal monopoly, like find your personal monopoly or like yeah. find the combination of things that is so specific that you're interested in that you become the best in the world at it. Um, and that's kind of the idea of skill stacking as well, like stacking a set of skills that maybe that combination has never been done before. Mm. So then you can become best of the in the world at you know, this plus this plus this, yeah. whatever it is, you know, software plus music plus editing and editing. Yeah. yeah like, or something like that. Like if I you're, mean, if yeah, editing, I mean really editing. if you're that person, if you're a software engineer and a musician mm-hmm. and a, a, a music producer, like you could probably write, you probably have insight and personal experience, specific knowledge that no one else has that would allow you to make like really valuable uh, music editing software or something mm. like you would know exactly what the musicians want, what the engineers want, and yeah. what's possible from a software perspective. And like, yeah, so I, there's an idea in that. And like with podcasts, all the same. Like if you're the only He Man podcast or something <laughs> like fan of like some yeah. random like 
show or thing that people Movie. are into. Yeah. And like if you're the biggest, like that's a good place to be. Like you get solid like viewership and wouldn't have much competition. Yeah. And like what we're doing is actually the worst strategy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just talking. Well, or or just like deciding to cover a variety of topics. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And for us it's interesting. It hasn't it's been like a huge huge variety up mm -hmm. to this point. Like we've definitely talked about technology. We kind of just talk about what we talk about normally. Yeah. Like what, I mean what if, we're interested in. Yeah. I mean, what are some podcasts that you like that are kind of off the beaten path of the genre? Do you step out of a genre when you listen to podcasts? Like, do you have, like, you listen, so you listen yeah. to, like, a lot of Bitcoin podcasts, right? Yeah. Are there any podcasts besides, like, a almost like a talk show? Because I feel like a lot of people listen to those as well. Is there, like, a almost an obscure genre that you listen to at all or know of? Yeah, you know, like, everything is just talk, talk shows and interviews, mostly. Mm -hmm. Like, um, yeah, nothing nothing really experimental, I would say. I mean, there's weekly... I see, like, some of my favorite podcasts are, like, in the, in the Bitcoin space, for example, are, like, weekly update podcasts where mm. they talk through news and it's kind of like a very like laid back experiential podcast where you're like exper experiencing this moment in time and reflecting on these stories with these people and it feels significant for the week but that's that's a really specific thing like following i don't know i guess people have podcasts like, like current that event like thing yeah current yeah. event type of thing um i'm trying to think what else like there's there's this hacker podcast I I like. And I guess what's interesting about it is it's like three pseudonymous individuals. Or, or t sorry, two pseudonymous individuals hmm. that have like stage names, but it's not their real names. Hmm. And it's called the Cypherpunk Bitstream Podcast. Okay. And they like record out of a, uh, what they call it, Taz Zero Mm. which stands for Temporary Autonomous Zone, <laughs> where they have these, like, um, shipping containers in this, some you, unknown location somewhere yeah. in Eastern Europe. <laughs> and, and they just, like, have these, this, this hacker village. Huh. They have, like, nine containers, and they have people, like, come in and get vetted. And then eventually, if there's space, they can, like, come in and live in this temporary autonomous zone if they contribute. That's crazy. And if they have similar interests. So it's all like all of these pseudonymous individuals that are like coming together through the internet through this like very specific interest mm -hmm. of like, uh, like if you're that deep into that stuff, you're, you have a long track record of doing yeah. other, <laughs> other of, similar <laughs> activity. Yeah. I mean, basically just doing illegal do Cyber. whatever the fuck you want, kind it, of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, essentially. Yeah, and like so those people, like they have a lot of, a lot of power. I that's mean. that's really cool. I only listen to like an obscure genre that I've ever listened to is essentially a horror TV show, but take out the TV part. Oh, literally yeah, like, like a, a performative arts, series. yeah, radio series. So that. I've I haven't experienced cool. anything like that though. <laughs> I mean that's but that's just like 
that's almost not even a podcast. Like that's just a book. Like, it, it those was have been around. No, yeah, exactly. Or like it, a bu- audio it book. Essentially, was an audio book. There's like different variations. There's a narrator type, which those can be kind of cool, but it it gets kind of like old because it feels like someone's just reading you a book, which they basically are. Yeah. And then the performative arts one, if they have good foley, like sound foley, like oh, uh, added in sound to make things seem more realistic. Yeah. If yeah. it's done right, it's you can get like pretty lost in that. Like you can get lost in the. Uh, there's the one sauce. called the black <laughs> tapes. Yes, in the sauce, but it was the called the black tapes. I and actually it, remember that. I think really? I listened to that a little bit. Didn't they have some episode about like some uh, musical notes yeah. or something that like yeah some like cultists were, were using or something? Yeah, it was yeah. very like I, I used to listen to that and uh, what is the other horror podcast? It's I think it's one of the biggest ones. It's just like no sleep, no sleep. Was yeah. it from? Because yeah, that's like a Reddit thread. Yeah, yeah, that came from Reddit. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, those are great. Performative arts ones are great. But those—that's the extent of like, yeah. kind of. See, that's a that's a thing. That's like a hard, hard podcast to make. Performative mm-hmm. arts podcast where you have to like record sound effects and have good yeah. sounding voice actors. And especially a podcast because usually you're doing it at first for just like. I mean, essentially, you don't have any well, funding. Y- to you back have to you up. bootstrap. <clears throat> I mean, you have to like. Either you start independent, yourself. yeah. You you either start independent and have no funding at all, or you like have a deal with like iHeartRadio or some shit, or like <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Like it it usually only happens one or two ways. It's crowdfunded, or then it's like there's actually one. Fuck, I can't even remember the name. I'll have to look it up, and I'm literally gonna bring it up next episode because that's how much I care about it. But it stopped midway because um this guy like got sick or like his wife got sick and it and it still hasn't finished and like the last oh. chapter of it hasn't finished and it was done in like 2009 and i Whoa. got on like internet threads to look it up and see and people still today are like when the fuck is it going to like when is it going to come out finally people are still waiting for it to end That's i'll crazy. have to find i'll have to find the name Sorry. No, that's cool. That's that's interesting <laughs> though. The loss like the loss podcast. Yeah. Episodes. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. And like he I guess he was in contact on the threads and then recently hasn't been in contact. So it's yeah. like a super weird kind of mystery. Maybe not mystery now. Maybe I should I looked I looked it up like a year ago. So mm-hmm. maybe it changed from from then. It it's interesting, like <clears throat> like thing about loss podcasts mm-hmm. like far enough in the future like this this time we're in, we're in will be like a uh just like a twinkling of lots of activity like lots of digital recordings and activity that that don't decay mm-hmm. so they can live forever but then like there will be gaps and people will like wonder and there will be mysteries about like the history that's lost that wasn't recorded digitally. I mean, I guess, you know, well, there's physical <clears throat> artifacts like we'll hold on to as many physical artifacts as we can and preserve them. But I don't know, like how long does that stuff last? And mm-hmm. and having like if we had digital like media from 
like the Revolutionary War right. or something. Like, I don't know how, how would like what would that mean to us? Like, what would that? But of course, then like it's probably like it wouldn't mean shit. We'd just like live the same lives and be on TikTok. But I don't know. It, but it's kind of like the thing when you're watching World War Two footage. Mm-hmm. I feel like because World War Two footage is so crazy. Like it's yeah. like, oh, it's so old. And and there's even older footage than that. But I wonder if there's a, I've th- I've either thought this before or I've brought it up. I wonder if there's a theory out there that essentially humanity keeps reinventing technology in different ways but we also keep inventing technology to destroy ourselves over and over again and what if like we get what if we are always perpetually getting to a point where everything becomes digital and not physical and then we end up wiping it all out and then because it's digital it's never recovered again damn and then we just keep rebuilding from primitive. But then that wouldn't explain like satellites and shit. Then it's like, <laughs> if we kept just doing that, then there'd be yeah. so much space debris. And by the time we got to being in space again, we'd be like, what the fuck is this? Unless they just disperse over a billion years. So that's a book idea, man. <laughs> no, but like it's... So there's a few separate ideas in there that we have recreated technology throughout time. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That could be true. That we have destroyed ourselves with technology. Kind of a separate one, but like definitely like I've mm-hmm. I've heard people talk about that. And then well it's interesting what you're saying about like digital cuz cuz I said digital digital information it can last forever and that's true but like only if, if you store someone- it. If there's someone there, if there's a physical it, device, it's stored on still. Yeah, exactly. If there's enough backups. Yeah. That I was saying the I was saying the opposite. Like what if we what if we become all digital and then it gets wiped out and then it's like, well, we don't even know who the fuck we are anymore. Dude, you'd be like <laughs> digital like ghosts like cut off from yeah. like, your tie to reality. Yeah. Damn, that's a crazy Yeah. Crazy <laughs> idea, dude. That spooks me out. But that's why I've been like, well, that, that, that kind of crosses over the simulation theory, which we don't have to get into, but you mm-hmm. know, like, uh, well, if yeah, you I mean, are the, cut we, off, like if you're already in a simulation, you could just make another simulation. I would argue that this, <laughs> and this might be dumb, but like the simulation theory has only been created ever since we created simulations. So it's like, well, it, once we created simulations and then saw that our simulations were improving mm-hmm. in step with our computing capabilities, which like mm. we've talked about Moore's law before, like the law that, or, or the observation that computing improves basically two X every 18 months or every 12 months or something like that. And so like computer graphics and simulation capabilities have in the same regard, and so it's just, it's kind of one of those things. It's like you project it forward, our data capabilities and all that. And then you start to play around with some math with some variables. And then you can actually have a convincing mathematical case, even though it's, it, it's, it's outside of our intuition. And that's basically where the simulation theory comes mm. from. And if you hear, like, if you hear, uh, what's his name? Nick Bostrom. Nick Bostrom, he is the scientist that came up with the simulation theory. If you hear the hypothesis, he's like, 
He's like, here are the assumptions. He's like, there are a few assumptions that come with it. I don't remember the exact assumptions, but he's like, given these assumptions, these are the three possible outcomes. These are the two that are most likely by math. And then if you take these three assumptions, and one of them is just like, um, one of them is, one of the assumptions is that we are going to continue improving our capabilities to make simulations. So that's an an assumption. Mm -hmm. So if you don't believe that, like, okay, that's a hole in the argument. But basically with the three assumptions, it's the math can show that um, it's it's more likely we live in a simulation. But yeah, a lot of people have problems with it. And it's, uh, it's one of those ideas, like it's so, it's almost a cliche thing to talk about in a podcast. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, a little bit, but at the same time, but, I don't so know. So maybe it's like that's like everything we talk about. I don't give yeah. a shit. It's interesting. I like to argue against it though, because I feel like so many people feel like I don't know. Life people is just, love cool ideas. They want to like jump on and be like, "Oh yeah, yeah." I think that's why I love <laughs> fighting against it in a way, or being a part of the uh, counter argument. But in reality, I don't really lean a certain way, you know? I don't really, like... I'm just taking everything in just like everyone else a day at a time, like, taking in the reality around me as I see it. Yeah, and trying to make sense of of it. Yeah, trying to make sense of it. So anytime I think I get the opportunity to counter something that's the popular belief during the uh, current times... I think I'd take it. I don't know if that's be I don't know if that's like embarrassingly edgy <laughs> or See, just a form of like trying to question everything. Does that make sense? It it depends. I feel like that's a spectrum. But there's mm. definitely people that are like devil's advocate basically like uh, and that's their default or they just poo-poo on any idea. I don't I don't like shitting on things like yeah, and, just and, not for, the, and not that I'm saying you're... No, yeah, I know. Doing, I, I just wanted it's to... It's kind of like the same genre to me is like those, like the people that are always like downing on an idea. And it's like, yeah, every idea has flaws, but we're not talking about the flaws of things. We're talking about the interesting possibilities of things. Like, that's just what's fun to converse about. Like, yeah, if you want to go deep on something, you... Mm-hmm you bring up counterpoints. I don't know. Like, I'm just talking. Well, yeah, I mean, that, but that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, is it, I'm scared that the longer we keep, I don't know. I'm scared that we've lost the ability to be a, like people to be able to be against something, but like not shit on it at the same time. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, totally. Or vice versa, when people think that someone else has something to say against something, they're like, oh, they're shitting on it. Does that make sense? Totally. Which it, I fall in both camps. It just depends on the the topic, I guess. Uh-huh. You know? Ha- but, ha- have you heard of, like, straw man and, like, steel mm-hmm. man? Like, so straw man is an old term. It means, like, uh, like a... What do you call it? A scarecrow, like oh, okay, a straw okay. man, and it, people would say like, "Oh, you're straw manning an argument," and that uh, just means that you're like trying to you're representing or like yes, yeah, sc- you're representing it in a negative way. Hmm. 
And that's like a normal like tactic of like debate that people use. But like actually, if you can, like if you can take the idea of, and then Steel Man is the opposite. Yeah. If you can take that idea and utilize it and say, I actually want to straw man my own arguments and I want to Steel Man my opponent's arguments so that I can like poke holes in my own belief. And like, that's a powerful tool and it's hard to do. And basically so I only, like- I only use that type of thinking honestly with Bitcoin. Cause like that's I, like, I've just gotten deep enough. And like, if you get into Bitcoin, you're basically believing what 98% of the world doesn't believe. Hmm. And so you have to like really be convinced. You have to really be convinced yourself. And also, you're putting money on the line, and like it's a whole rabbit hole. So you have to be convinced. And so like, and then reading like f- bad news, reading articles, like maybe it scares you, and you have to like learn like, oh, is this really a threat? Is this really? And like that that long journey has me to where it's like I understand this in a way that I never. I don't know. I never used it before, but yeah. just like really poking holes in your own belief system and like knowing every argument mm-hmm. better than the opponent. And now it's to the point to where like I don't see, I haven't seen any good arguments in so long, dude. Yeah, that I'm like, I'm like, I I just want someone to say something interesting. Yeah, like I want to hear something interesting because I haven't in so long. The the stuff I've been hearing is like the same problems that I've already wrestled with, and I feel confident about the answers i came to that's why that's what i'm kind of like annoyed with personally is like everyone knowing everything and it's for sure and it's all this shit like i'm really kind of tired of it because it gets so boring and then people start people just start i feel like saying these absolutes absolutes people just start saying these absolutes (laughs) and they just (laughs) they just piss me off um planet was ravaged by intense volcan damn there's some crazy shit going on the tv we're watching yeah, I don't know volcanoes watching on planets but yeah you're right there are not any interesting arguments and i think that's kind of why i just think it's fun to try and yeah poke holes in theories that way it like it almost encourages the people who are about them it encourages the people who are about them to firmly stand and be like no this is why I think this is like legit yeah. or it like could cause the people that are just along for the ride and they're kind of just saying, yeah, I believe in this. Yeah. They're just agreeing. Then they just kind of like fall whenever they're challenged with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that's why I think it's interesting to be the counter argument sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's a weird but balance, like, but, but I really wish that arguing would lose the negative connotation. Maybe it's that way in my head. Maybe that's a me thing. But well, there used to you be know what e- I'm there used to be ethics or like protocol for like debate w- and discussion. I wish that that was like a thing that people everything wasn't so like um I don't know standoffish maybe. I th- I think but that but 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 that's an equal thing me like an equal part that I need to keep in check but an equal part that everyone else needs to keep in check in a perfect world. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And I I think talking about like converse conversational protocols and like how people are more standoffish and people Mm -hmm. like are more into this like short, I I don't know, these, these short 
shallow like social media interactions like clubhouse mm. which is a platform i've been playing on the past few weeks dude is, i'm so excited yeah i'm and i'm gonna give you an invite uh, dude you're you're lucky it took me i am lucky i've been i've been waiting dude I've, i literally I've been, have been thinking about asking people that i should not ask just like dm that's them. what i did and, really yeah Fuck, I've, i I dm'd like Four to six people or something. Damn, I should have. Ju- I should have just done that because there were at least four or five people in the music world alone that I was like, "Oh, they have Clubhouse." But then I hear some political guys and like people that I listen to on podcasts, and they talk about being on Clubhouse. And oh like, yeah, yeah. And so it's kind of like two like different worlds. Out. Yeah, because <laughs> no, I felt that at first. I was like, "Damn, they're just talking about whatever." in there yeah and so but i I guess i like i feel like that platform it has a chance of it's it's really in what am i trying to say it really straightens people out Mm -hmm. like people just won't like you in clubhouse if you're not concise or if you are just just shitty or you're a troll just yeah whatever it is like you're there to just yeah yeah your intentions are like the intentions are more under a microscope on there. Yeah, and it's just... Which, is, which should be good if you're on a public speaking platform. Yeah, and, and that's what it is. Like the host or the hosts or mm-hmm. moderators of the room, like there's a stage and there's not visuals in this. Like there's mm-hmm. just, you just have a profile picture. There's just icons, but there's a stage area of the app where people can talk and they can unmute themselves. And then there's basically a observer like attendant listener like yeah people that w- people that want to be in there yeah and yeah. with a max room size of like i think it's like eight thousand now or something wow no way and so yeah it, there's been some pretty crazy rooms and already like when elon was on clubhouse uh you know it was a maxed out room and then there was like multiple other rooms of thousands of people because people in the maxed out room were leaking it into other rooms. Oh, damn! Why? So <laughs> it's <kind of> crazy. <laughs> uh, Clubhouse Punk is rock, bro. Clubhouse is going to be huge. So I'm I'm marking this in my. It's already huge. So Dude. I'm not very. Yeah. I'm not very forward thinking for saying this, but like mark my words, it's going to be huge. People aren't ready. Hmm. Uh, it's going to be a very new medium for communication, and where Twitter, Twitter like de- democratized or like opened up the written medium for anyone to come and you know just like take a shot at seeing if their ideas were attracted to people and if they could get a lot of followers or if they were interesting or smart or insightful or whatever like clubhouse is going to do that with with speech with sharing ideas with conversation which is a much it's a much more evolutionarily deep Mm -hmm. uh process for us that we're we're much more familiar with Mm -hmm. so people are going to connect over clubhouse in ways that are insane and i've already had you know some some pretty interesting connections and just experiences as a listener Mm -hmm. that are very very sticky like Mm -hmm. it can be addictive especially if there's like clubhouse rooms for really niche things that you might be into yeah like i can I can imagine for game. I mean, gamers are on Discord chat, right? And stuff like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Discord is also really cool too. I mean, I would yeah. argue that podcasts, which to circle back around to what we begun talking about, podcasting is a good way to 
kind of keep those, what was it you said? Like conversation, um, is it ethics? Is that uh, what you like said? Like protocols. Protocol, yeah, yeah. Protocol. I like that better than ethics. Like, yeah, I feel like podcasting kind of, that, that's yeah, a skill. Yeah, no, no, like, podcasting is definitely a big direction for that as well. But it's, but also it is like, involves editing as well, like you were saying. But yeah. I mean, yeah, that I guess that is a skill set to have in it. Like, yeah, just the conversation protocol and having a knowledge for that or making up your own protocol that has like its own i don't know well yeah no and there will be like you know if you are a comedian or you're with your best friends mm-hmm. or you're a comedian hanging out with the you know other comedians like that's one context where mm-hmm. yeah the the protocol is different like you can maybe yeah. push the rules a little bit more mm-hmm. and like throw some arrows but um yeah yeah man what what What's what's scarier if we're alone or if it's actually really, really busy up there? Like really, really busy. Like galactic multiple galactic federations, alien megastructures. Are we talking about aliens now? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. We don't have to. No, I mean let's... we can. We can. No. I'm just like making sure. <laughs> no, you don't I have just... to make sure of anything. I mean, I'm just saying, which is scary. Because we could give it, we could get into it, but <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> uh, no, that's crazy. I'm fine with getting You're into talking it. Crazy. I just want to make okay. So, well, I think what would be scarier is there being aliens, being super busy. Like, yo, I guess Rick and Morty. That's like the that's not, the go to image. Not for even busy that, space. but like Star Star Wars. Star Wars. I, I like that more. Star Wars, okay. Because it's the same concept, just not as exposed as Rick and Morty. You know, if you think about it. Like, just multiple species with history and, like, eons of just, like, conflict that we have no idea about. Yeah. History, like, no longer would be on this soil. Of like our understanding. Oh, so yeah. So like a long time ago, yeah. If you far, far away. If you that's a that's a chilling you dis- opening. If you discovered, if you discovered that we're not the only species, then you would be discovering new history. Yeah. You would have to then relearn everything in the concept of like. Okay. I guess there's this galactic federation and this galactic thing and like, you know, that like universe and blah, 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 you know, or maybe yeah. not. Maybe that if you were interested in it, you could, I guess, is the right thing to say. No. Yeah. I mean, it's I don't like, think everyone here would do that. It, it pulls the right now when the, something is a mystery, like we don't for some reason think about it much or mm-hmm. account for it much, but it's like if you discover, like, for example, we don't know a mystery, like, where do we come from? Like, we mm-hmm. don't really n- know that. I mean, we have, like, the theory of evolution, but exactly how it happened, like, um, or where does life come from? I guess I should be mm-hmm. more fundamental. Like, why does the chromosome, you know, split or the amoeba yeah. split? Why is it, it, like, any of that stuff, like, or what is the meaning of life? But, if if you were to discover the answer 
it's like having a rug pulled out from underneath you where all of a sudden everything is different. Like if we discover there's a Rick and Morty uh, <laughs> space galactic federation busyness happening up there, instantly the rug gets pulled and so much changes about our lives and like what our lives mean. And mm. uh, I, I don't even like it's like it begins to break your brain if you think about like, what do I want to do in that world? Like what, how do I motivate myself? Like, where's my hope? Where is, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Like you have to totally reorient yourself with yeah. that type of stuff. I, I agree. And, and that's why big ideas throughout history, they shake up, I guess like a classic would be, wait, not Copernicus. Is it Copernicus? Who got put on house arrest to the end of their life? Galileo. I have no idea. I think it was Galileo. But anyway, one of these ancient astronomers, like because they were pushing on the ideas of the church, hmm. the ideas they about the, the universe, yeah, they were like threatened. And I think Copernicus was killed. Galileo was put on house arrest. Dude, David Icke is the modern day Galileo. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. We all know that the Anunnaki created us and the lizard people. And the lizard people are lizard hybrids. Are they? Are they? Are the lizard people under the earth? Is that or like under? I like don't know. Underground is that probably the theory? Yeah, I, that's not something I believe in, but it's something that I've definitely researched <laughs> at at one time. It's a pretty crazy theory, but it's like, but but that it's I, good to be see. It's good to be the type of person that looks at something like that and then moves on from it <laughs> yeah because you like, can definitely get to the point where you're keeping up with the website that looks like it's made in like 1991 and you're and a still lot of people in 2021 just like typing in the thread you know just like there's gonna be big so evidence today this year. hillary clinton talking on the news her eyes blinked sideways for the 57th time <laughs> like this year <laughs> like <laughs> I saw the forked tongue of Barack Obama. <laughs> That's um, no, yeah, but people, people do that. Like they get, yeah, they get sucked. But it's like you want to be curious enough to like explore mm -hmm. rich, interesting ideas, or just ideas that are out. Like you were talking about earlier, like not wanting to follow suit, mm -hmm. kind of with the consensus, with what the crowd believes. Yeah. Like if you're searching for Whoa. ideas outside of the consensus, that's a good thing. But if you get sucked into a rabbit hole that's like negative or that's predatory, like I would argue but that's, David Icke. But yes, but that's kind of what I was saying even towards the beginning, like and my theory on outer space and being taught about it is like it's almost the conspiracy theories and like the alien races and all this shit is starting to become so more mainstream than it was 10 mm, more more like 15 to 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. That what if now it's becoming easier to fall for just like baloney about outer space and aliens and all this shit? Like, why is it becoming the opposite? You know, does that make sense? Like, it's growing. In like, you could argue, yeah, like you could argue, oh, we're just becoming smarter and we're figuring out more. It's like, yeah, we, yeah, like that is obviously a possibility, but. I don't know. Maybe that's like a, uh, I don't even know what to call it. I think it's probably multiple things. And I think two of those <clears throat> things are 
for one, people are actually more educated because mm. the idea of mm. aliens is, or life outside of Earth, is pushing against old dogmas of the past. So it's inherently a dangerous idea, but it has like some some really convincing you know, fundamental math and, mm-hmm. and arguments behind it. So it eventually got picked up. Eventually, dogma can only hold it back for so long. Yeah. So it's growing in popularity because of that. But also, I think it's just a sticky idea for people. It's attractive. It's fascinating. It's otherworldly. Religious, almost, you might mm-hmm. say. And, you know, those are the naturally the, t- the types of things that draw people in. Or things that, yeah, give people, like, ambiguous hope. Um I don't know, but and, the, and then there's probably a dozen other reasons besides that that is you, coming for. I mean, the internet and the free, the proliferation of information mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think aliens walk among us? Among us? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I mean, that would kind of that's kind of birthed from the lizard like people, people theory. People, ju- but I'm not saying that. Yeah. I don't. I just because that was mentioned, I don't want that to become my identity. <laughs> no, totally. in my in my uh, theory of aliens. Yeah, no. To- I mean, and neither of us have our minds made up. We're yeah. just we loved to think about this and speculate. But you know, if I think about that, people have these cheesy like Men in Black. Mm-hmm. type of like ideas of that like weird cricket alien dudes like in a suit like the little rascals <laughs> like <laughs> when they're going to the bank or whatever yeah. Uh, yeah. but like me when i think about that like if that were true in our current in the current my current life experience and the sense i've made in the world like that that would mean they're so good at disguising themselves like so good at blending in and integrating wherever and however much they would be doing it that you know it's chilling and it would almost make you think well if they're here among us it's very likely they are around us dude what if that's why phones are are becoming more popular though (laughs) what everyone is literally looking at their phones all the time I don't know, man. If I was an alien right now in 2021, would be the perfect time. Pandemic, phones. Okay, well, there's... There's so many distractions to where people aren't even leaving their house, so then I would just be walking around as an alien being like... Yeah, there are ideas... But I would look. I would blend in. I'm not saying, like, it's just aliens walking around. No, I I mean, this is like a, a genre of ideas where people think, like... Steve Jobs was an alien. What if mm. Steve Jobs was an alien? Or what people think this a lot now, Elon Musk is an alien. Mm-hmm. People thought maybe Steve Jobs was an alien. Maybe they thought he was saving the world. Maybe now you're saying that he was trying to distract the world. And maybe he was the first one to come in. And maybe he was like, oh shit, there are aliens. When he was eating LSD. <laughs> and then... Maybe he was chosen. He was like, oh yeah. Maybe they were like, Steve, we're going to give you this gift. And he made, yeah, he made uh, the cult of the LCDs, the the iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, and then it was like, you are going to create this distraction so we can walk among you and influence you. Yeah. And, pe- and then <laughs> people think Elon is an alien because Elon is doing the most to help 
conserve energy on the earth and like mm-hmm. have a renewable future and diversify life in the universe with space. I just think, and so I just like, think okay. it means he's not lazy. <laughs> Honestly, uh, it means more than that. I mean, obviously, he that means like he is looking out for the whole world, but like you know, people know. demonize him, people people hate well, him, yeah, which I think but is for like up, completely but. different reasons that you know we probably don't want to talk about on yeah. here because <laughs> yeah. that ultimately doesn't matter. But I mean, he's a he's a rarity. Like he's whatever he is, he's a an experiment. He's mm-hmm. a one out of a hundred million, one out of a billion. Yeah. Or or an alien, and and that's why people are attracted to say like, oh, is Elon an alien? Is is Steve Jobs an alien? But it's also kind of a what would you say a winner's bias or a mm-hmm. like they they're the ones that won, so they're a genius. I I guess so. I mean, someone had to win, and the person that would have won would have been called a genius, mm-hmm. no doubt. So it's like they just happen to be the genius. But then, like something you're you're talking about, like old Steve, you know, taking LSD, getting some getting some good ideas. Like he probably took more than that if he was talking to aliens. True, but you I know, mean, LSD and shroom—maybe not shrooms, but at least LSD showed us that he was an experimental fella. Yeah. To the extent, I don't know, but I think you would need more to talk to aliens than just uh, LSD, unless it was like that '60s, '70s. You know, man, that good shit. <laughs> yeah, what? Uh, Straight from the lab. What, what I guess. Hoffman I guess. Had. I guess Steve Jobs would get it straight from the lab, probably. I, yeah, I feel like was, something. He like, was around in like where they were. I I think he was in school when mm. they when it was still legal to do testing on that. I, I don't know about his drug use specifically, but he was also into meditation, mm. stuff like that, and deep into aesthetics, mm-hmm. which will make you crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think at, at one point we should talk about the different species of aliens for an episode. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe we could maybe that's when we could bring up the sources that we have and we can do more research. Maybe it'll be like maybe we'll have a we'll a, have a more due diligence ep- episode. We'll have a few episodes. Yeah, we'll have an episode that we actually do research for. Yeah. I'd be down for that because that's something I've actually wanted to just get out of my brain because it's been up there for a long time. Yeah, same. Which, I have so much I want to get out of my brain. Yeah. It drives me crazy sometimes. So maybe we should figure out a different... I don't know. I'm getting too meta See, right this, now. This, and this is why I want to get on Clubhouse. Like, Oh, yeah. I, like, I want to... I mean, I want to have conversations. It's not that I just want to talk to people, but like, I want to have some interesting conversations, have my ideas collide mm-hmm. with other people, you know, have them poke holes in it, all of that. Like, I, I yearn for that. I haven't gotten enough of that. I'm a person that's especially, I like to converse and talk and hear about ideas. And mm-hmm. so, like, God, the whole, this whole year and a half has been rough yeah. know, in that regard. But, um, Anyway, interdimensional beings. Oh, um, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that that's that's what I was getting at with with mm. LSD. And this is you know like we don't have to we don't have to go too deep into this no, because let's go. also with the types of <laughs> aliens, I guess interdimensional being might be a a type or a genre of alien 
belief that exists. But um, well, I well, mean, well, yeah, no, go ahead, go ahead. I just well, is there anything we need to talk about that has to do with dimensions even before we start even talking <laughs> about interdimensional beings? Well, I don't, I don't know what. I mean, interdimensional being, I don't know how accurate that terminology even is, but mm. what what that means to me is, like, there, it is outside of our perception. Mm. Like, we perceive in four dimensions, basically, three dimensions of space and one dimension of time. Mm. And that seems to be the consensus, but what does that even mean? Like, that's, I don't understand the fundamentals of that, like... So that's just like, these are just words to me. Yeah. But the concept is outside, like totally outside of our, you know. Perception. Yeah, completely on the other side of something that we can't even see the border of it. Because there's no borders here. Like we look out, there's Mm -hmm. lots of stuff, and then it ends in complete darkness. And like that's all that we see that the universe is. Yeah. And, And so, okay, and so my point with interdimensional beings is you, if you're asking any of these questions, like what, what does it mean? Like if you do a bunch of DMT and you go to like a world of, (laughs) of, you know, geometry and gods speak to you and give you knowledge. And like, if you have that experience, like, what does that mean? Like, why does that happen? Dude, what if we're the interdimensional beings? Well, what if we, what if we, that's religion. No, no, no. What are we back? Yeah. So, what if we are (laughs) the, (laughs) what was it again? What if we are the, uh, interdimensional beings? Yeah, interdimensional beings. It's been like, it's been it's been a few minutes. Okay, <laughs> I remember exactly what I was gonna say though. Okay, yeah. So I'm gonna yeah, so I'm gonna. We con- had some technical difficulties. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so what I was b- basically saying is that the question of these really really big scoped question like what is consciousness? Is God real? Mm-hmm. Uh, are aliens real? what does it mean the experience we have on psychedelics and the things we see like what does that mean is that real like all of these questions they're connected i i think they're connected to each other cuz like if okay like like here's an example for for aliens like for alien life if aliens exist you know maybe there are other types of consciousness, higher levels of consciousness. Maybe there's higher planes of existence. Like, uh, suddenly everything is under question. You don't know, like, we have these assumptions based off of our experience of consciousness, of 3D space, and in in the one-dimensional time that moves in one direction. But if there are conscious, if there is consciousness that can break those rules or has more broader rules that it works within... And we mm-hmm. just can't comprehend that. You know, like that connects to consciousness. That connects to psychedelics. That makes, you know, people think they see aliens on psychedelics. People think they see gods or angels or demons on psychedelics. You know, there's there's all sorts of religious experiences, near-death experiences. People almost die and they see magnificent things. Their brain produces an experience that's, you know, like... 
that of a psychedelic experience or an intense DMT experience. And it, you know, these are, these are connected because it's like, if this is happening, if you're having some psychedelic trippy Aztec, you know, geometrical experience with gods talking to you, what are you supposed to think when you come back to a reality where we don't know where we came from? We don't, we don't know if there's other life out there. We don't know mm-hmm. if there's God. We don't know, th- like, <laughs> the, so, so many things we don't know. Most of the things we don't know. We don't mm-hmm. have a fundamental theory of, of physics. We've only been intelligent enough to do science and to, like, really introspect about the way of the world. Yeah. For, I mean, Certainly basically since Greek philosophy and, like, reasoning. Yeah. Like, the foundations of reasoning. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, I think these things are connected and, like, it, it truly makes me think, and <laughs> I don't know. And like, when you, if you talk about aliens among us, it, it, <clears throat> you know, it makes you think like all these things are connected. Are the aliens the demons? You know, yeah, or maybe they, the demons or are aliens, angels, or, like aliens, like you know, biblical stories, or not even biblical stories, like any type of Bible throughout the world, meaning like. Different any, religions, any religious, any religious, I guess is what I should say. Yeah, uh, any text. religious text like talks about there being evil spirits and good spirits, and like things that things that fly, things that come yeah, from chariots, different worlds, like burning chariots. And yeah, yeah, like it's weird that they all have similar traits and similar descriptions, but yet we still have wars about all this shit. Yeah, and we still have conflict and like. Uh, debates that get so heated that like people hate each other for it. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and <clears throat> it really it shakes. Even if you believe in Christianity, the things that a lot of a lot of Christians ignore in the Bible, like in the Old Testament, are disturbing things. Where you're like, if this is true, what does that mean? Yeah. Like, obviously, if you're a good Christian, and really, if you're just humble in general, then you're meek before God, and you trust, and you have faith in God's judgment, and that it's higher than your own. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just being humble, basically, but it's like, yeah, if you've got, like, they talk about the nymphs in the Bible, like, giants, they talk about people living for hundreds of years, a thousand years, they talk about uh, demons on regular basis coming down and just like swarming on yeah, people and tormenting people. people. Yeah. And or even God angels coming same. down and visiting people and them being yeah. like completely terrified and petrified and like were shaken for the rest of their lives because of it. Yeah. And and us, we've woken up in this kind of boring modernized world and we look around and we're like are the peaks really that high and the value valleys that mm-hmm. deep as far as like what really happens in this place, what's really possible in human experience. And, um, or were all of those experiences in those religious texts brought about by psychedelics or some things. That's another theory or debate or I guess argument. Yeah, no, to throw in the mix too. Totally. And, and there's a totally, if you're a completely, what what do you call them? Like a staunch materialist, basically mm-hmm. someone who's like just a total believe in the capital S science type of person, like uh, Occam's Razor, like all those things. Like for that type of person, you know, you could probably explain 
this idea from an evolutionary standpoint. You know, like the ideas of religion come from cultural practices and altered states and psychedelic. And, yeah. you know, there's all sorts of altered states outside of psychedelics where you mm-hmm. encounter so-called spirits, but it's really just your brain that's developed an ego mm-hmm. and that ego can visit you in different voices. You know, like maybe there's a totally just evolutionary boring Mm-hmm. And not that it's boring, it's still amazing, but way of explaining it, but it just, it doesn't, um, I, I don't know, like, I, I, I'm just endlessly curious, like, I love mm-hmm. to hear what other people think about it. I, I only, for me, as I begin going down these rabbit holes, I'm only raising more and more questions, like, I'm only thinking of more and more I feel like that's what we do, though, here on Won't Become Boring, because yeah. that's what we're we're trying to fight the boredom so we there's always going to be an endless amount of questions that we're both going to be just throwing at each other yeah and i do that all the time too though which centers back to what this whole episode has been kind of about you know just like different ways to navigate conversation just constantly question throwing questions at each other is is a good conversation skill i think to have or maybe a practice. Like, yeah. it's a different side of conversation uh, that... Yeah, yeah. I, people like getting asked questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's not always true. I shouldn't say that. People like talking about themselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, for or sure. People like talking about Way more think. than... Yeah, way more than anything else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, no, and I mean, like, Exactly what I was saying earlier about we're born in these modern times that are kind of boring, like that weirdly, you know, that's deep in my identity, deep in my ethos that like I, um, becoming an adult, I just like, I really have a desire to have some (laughs) bigger, higher peaks and lower valleys basically in my life than what has been set out before me and kind of what my parents uh, basically yeah what my parents did you know have full lifelong careers and have a family and that's what they wanted to do i guess like that's i'm i'm afraid of that like i'm afraid of being trapped i'm afraid of being bored i'm afraid of yeah. not being able to be intellectually free and curious and so all if you're that out stuff. there aliens hear our cry because we're we don't want to be in the box. <laughs> yeah. We're we're ready. We're fully woke. Like <laughs> yeah. we're yeah. ready to be zipped up. Dude, if if an alien species came down to Earth and they needed people as tribute as specimens to be worked upon in a non like painful, non uh confrontational way would you volunteer yourself they they came down like we need 5000 people from planet earth uh you know if i could go with jana and if she would be down i'll have to ask her but i would i would really want to go honestly <laughs> like <laughs> i would be i they would put feel you like, under and they do any test that they want okay well I would want any, some kind of contract. Any <laughs> test. <laughs> but, I mean... You well, know, contracts are human-made. What? That's true. No, that's true. 
It would be it would be bullshit to them. They'd be like, "What courts are you gonna put us in? The Galactic courts? <laughs> yeah. We destroyed them. <laughs> we are the Galactic well, no, courts." No, they're yeah, but they're not confrontational. But they just come down and they're like, "Yeah, this is essentially what we're asking." I think I would. No, I mean, I, I mean, I, I feel I feel drawn to yes to do that. I mean, um, yeah, I'm game. Let's do it. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. But I, I mean, like, I only can't because of my loved ones. I, yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think about that. Like people that have abduction, like the mm. abduction stories. Though mm-hmm. I think a lot of them are very questionable. But like, well, it's weird whenever people start having like, when there starts becoming reports from huge cities, from people that don't know each other. There's been plenty of times in history where a city has reported sightings of at least yeah, UFOs. Mass sightings. Yeah, mass sightings. But is that also mass, uh, what's the word, hysteria? Is it hysteria or mass hallucinate? Like- you can't have distributed spontaneous hysteria at the same unless time. In the same, like, unless someone already rang the bell, though. Unless someone was already like, oh, I saw Bigfoot. Then it's like... No, I, I guess mean, that's a little different. Bigfoot's a little different. That's a whole other topic. Yeah, if you he got if you could, got multiple they, people, hey, Bigfoot could also be an interdimensional being. Anyways, <laughs> just saying, just saying, just saying. Possible topic for the future. It um, is. <laughs> uh, if if you got multiple people like not next to each other in the city, like someone's on First Street and someone's on Fifth Street, mm-hmm. and they both see the thing at the same time, and they both react, and then the people around them react. Yeah, maybe if it's a group of people in one place and that's the only group of witnesses and there was one point of view. Yeah, that's where the more people you have independently witnessing it with independent perspectives, like mm-hmm. the the more certain you can be. And that's like in those mass sightings, there's there's one famous one that there's videos like for. Like Brazil totally or something? <sighs> There's one in Brazil. There's in one a, in Israel. Like Ar- there's Arizona. There are plenty. Yeah, there are plenty in like New Mexico, Arizona area. Well, and that's kind of why I said throughout history because we we could one day whenever we do more research, we could include that in the research of how many mass sightings there have been of UFOs at least because yeah it. It's all around the world for sure, and for some reason, South America seems to be bumping. <laughs> I've See, at least heard and read and seen video of that. Like people are just like, yeah, it's just kind of like even government officials have been like, yeah, like these things come. We see them on our radars. Countries. We don't know what they are. Yeah, in those countries, you know, it's common to see. Yeah, yeah, or mayor, like you know, smaller form of government in those countries that are that are like, I don't know. It's not in their interest to really lie about that. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I mean, th- there's something going on, you know. There's clearly something strange. Mm-hmm. Um. Hopefully, I really hope that's the case, because it's because like you said before, yeah. it's real boring if that's not the case. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it, it just it really it's hard to believe. There's just so much evidence, so much independent evidence. It's hard to believe that a hundred percent of it is BS. Mm-hmm. 
like that's really hard for me to believe. Like there's clearly something up, clearly something we don't understand. Um, are we even supposed to understand it? Yeah, and and that's what are we supposed to understand? <laughs> you know, like do we already know too much? And this this is where you get into religious territory where people and I don't know, people think there are certain lines you cross because of religious reasons. Like, you can't raise someone from the dead. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, for some reason, that's forbidden, or that's forbidden knowledge. Or there's forbidden knowledge, like, just that idea. Mm-hmm. for Something forbidden from our hands. And, you know, even that was like the, the story of Tower of Babel. Like, the hubris of man to think that he could build a tower up to heaven. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you think of that as an analogy, like, that's... That's you know just analogy of the hubris of man, but yeah, hubris of humans. But um, that's why some man, the Bible is so good at scaring people. Because <laughs> I just look at stories like that, and I'm like, if the Bible was true, if it is, we got a lot of towers of Babel. See, yeah, and that's what I was saying. In a earlier, physical like, realm, or even in the analogy, or like metaphorically speaking, you know. Yeah, we're at we're, we're at in at some deep shit all time high. With, if that's the case, sorry. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I'm just agreeing. Like we're at an extreme with that, where we're really, you know, stepping up to become gods. We're trying to, you know, people have these conferences. People have these, uh, I like ideas, like specifically, like um, you know, extended life or living forever that they chase with with great seriousness and lots of money and serious work. And, you know, like Ray Kurzweil, like a person that is convinced that he is in what he calls escape velocity, Mm -hmm. which basically means, even though he's 60 or something, which basically means that you will be alive long enough to make it to regenerative bodily technology that will allow you to stay ahead of death long enough to where then you'll get to the point to where we fully beat death and you can live forever. And he legitimately believes that and is pursuing it with millions and millions of dollars and others are doing that. And that's just one example of like the, the hubris to think that. And what a horrible I wanna, time I to be live alive then. long as I can. What? What a horrible time to do. We'll probably be dead by the time that comes around. I don't see. I, if you, if you believe they have arguments for it, you know, lots of people believe their arguments, lots of smart people. If you believe their arguments, their models, their graphs, you know, because mm-hmm. that's what they've They're got. They're predicting but, that it's going to happen soon. Yeah. I mean, well, but this goes into the singular. Do you know my the point is like at a price? They're not just going to be handing that out to everyone. No, that's not. And that's not. That's Ever. not necessarily the theory. <laughs> the theory will, is that it will be within grasp at all. And these are people who are elites who want to be the first to grab at it. But, like, have you heard of, like, the singularity theory? Like, Mm-mm. Well, maybe. It, well, Ray Kurzweil is the person that basically came up with it. He's, he's kind of an inventor, genius. But anyway, it's just this idea that... And it goes along with, like, the increasing of computing power this idea that we're entering the edge of the event horizon mm-hmm. of like a black hole of technology where things are going to be so super powerful so quickly that we're not ready 
and he ties in, you know, beliefs about AI, super AI, mm-hmm. and that we're, you know, 15 years from that, and that AI tools and like bi- biocomputing and all of that will figure out like perfect algorithms for regenerative bodily technology and material mm-hmm. sciences. And he just basically tells a story and narrative of all of these fields coming together and they're all in their exponential curve. And, and we've proven that because you can track it and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And, and you can tell by likely by these dates or likely by these dates, um, these technologies will exist because there will be enough computing power. And, you know, he's made very accurate predictions. He's been making predictions for a long time and is for like he's like 78 out of out of 110 or something like that hmm. like a really has a really good shot <laughs> on the predictions he made for for things but it's a whole belief system that's wrapped in very it's wrapped in hubris it's wrapped in the idea that us humans we're going to build ultimate super intelligence that's even beyond us that gives us perfect knowledge that we're going to extend our lives forever that we're going to reach you know, as far as we can out into the stars. And, you know, I'm, I want to go to the stars. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I have ambition and I want humanity to last and to grow and to thrive. But that's like, and I kind of, I kind of was attracted to those ideas at one point and fell into those ideas, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's just hubris. Like you're saying, like this it, tower of Babel and like, I, for me, that that tells me less that we're about to see this great change that they're predicting and tells mm-hmm. me more that we're about to have, you know, a reset or we're about to be, you know, put back in our place a little bit because things are fragile, actually, even though we're talking about technology. You mean like destructive reset? I hope no. I hope not. I don't. I don't know. Like everyone thinks that right now. I'm optimistic. I, I really don't think that's likely. I don't think. There's been so have many chances that it could be destructive. Like the world could have been destructive, you know, yeah. at one time. And you know, that's that's another thing that, that really does tie into aliens as well. Like how we almost distort ourselves, like the nuclear bombs, and like how the supposed all the alien stuff mm-hmm. happened right after, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the the testing of the mm-hmm. nuclear bomb and and even using it. Yeah, and. It's it's true, and the and the bomb itself, yeah. To like talk using about hubris, it in war and stuff, yeah. The hubris to say that we're gonna harness like the most destructive force of nature, yeah, and use it on our own planet against our enemies. And you know, we can make way bigger nuclear bombs now. Like mm-hmm. we know that once you know the recipe, you just add instead of one cup of sugar, you add two cups of sugar. You know, <laughs> yeah, like that's it. Dude, and so we can make mega big bombs yeah. that can like change the environment of Mars or something like that's a theory of how to change Mars is to like nuke the cap, the caps of it. So we can make mega big bombs like that. And that's, that's hubris. That's mm-hmm. a tower of Babel. I mean, but like, what if, what if living on this earth for longer than, I don't know, a hundred years is what hell is. <laughs> because you're always gonna experience I don't know, like what if what if I mean if you try if you ask the Dalai Lama that he would tell you he'd tell you the opposite. Or uh, I don't know, someone enlightened. Hmm. So really what does that mean? Does that mean and that goes into free will? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, well if he can be happy, can you? 
or if he can discover internal peace and overcome whatever ego and desire and all of that, like mm-hmm. is that, and that's a pathway to happiness. Like, could you, and could I, and so, yeah, I, I think it depends on your perspective or who you're like, I, I would be stoked to live a hundred years or I tell Jan all the time that like, I'm going to live 200 years. Like <laughs> I want to do that. I want to live the most mm-hmm. out of anyone in my whole family line. And, you know, that's me also. I'm being optimistic about technology. Like, I yeah. think technology is going to help people, like, really extend their lives in, in like... Um, yeah, but what if that prolongs certain things that are negative? That type of... I guess, yeah, it just depends on the situation. Yeah, you know, we could, we, we could figure out so many different scenarios for something like that, I guess. Yeah. And, like, I don't really know. Like, I'm full of shit. Yes. Yeah, like, I... If 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 you think you're not gonna die, you mm-hmm. got a real fucking problem. Mm-hmm. Cause you're gonna die, and you should really come to grips with that. I'm talking to myself, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I don't know. Maybe we could just live forever at a for the price of a pretty penny. Pretty hey, penny, you know. If if that is the Carbon, case, uh, what's I that want show? to live in such a way to where I thought I was gonna die. I want to mm-hmm. live, you know, with that with that just. Skin live in the game. like you're dying, like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yellow. But really, there's some skin in the game to saying like, I'm only gonna have this one fucking pathetic life. Mm-hmm. You know, I gotta <laughs> like, this is the skin I have. Like, I gotta make something of it, or I've gotta do what I think is I should do with it. And so I like that. That's it's a noble whatever idea, <laughs> whatever that means. You know, that we're just gonna to die. Be moral. Yeah. Oh yeah. Be some, moral. Here it, here it won't become boring. We believe in becoming moral. I said mortal. Mortal. <laughs> <laughs>